Sunday Night Showdown, where tonight, 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 we bring you continuing live pay-per-view coverage of TNA, and we're starting things off with the women's match, with the beautiful people making their way down, there's a lovely shot of the tarantula, I guess it's being nicknamed Poison, of course we are bringing you live pay-per-view coverage of... What is tonight's TNA? I am just totally... Victory Road. Victory Road. Another pay-per-view that sounds like a... Um, a cigarette? No, it's... It, it, <laughs> you know what? TNA has this problem with their pay-per-view names. You've got Genesis and Bound for Glory and Victory Road. They sound so Christian. They sound like 38 special LP covers? Or, or they sound like, you know, uh, very churchy pay-per-view titles. I don't know. God bless you all and to all a good night. Well, with that being said, uh, welcome again here to Sunday Night Showdown. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay, and I am being joined by the usual suspects this week, as Mark the Shark DiCarlo has graced us with his presence. And I'm jacked up, Double J. Tonight, I've got so much on my mind, and some would say I have half a mind. Shut up, Dave. But tonight... I've been saying that shit for years. You can shut up, too. You know what? <laughs> and, and the power Andy knows I'm ready to tell him to shut up, but I'm going to save that till next week when the power Andy Knowles from ESPN is on this very show. A little bit later on, I'm going to give... No, actually, you know what? Tonight, we are going to discuss not TNA wrestling, not WWE. We're not even going to discuss wrestling. We're going to go straight to the gist of what people want to hear about right now. Burning hair, Diprovan, illicit doctors, illicit nurses... Illicit and slutty wives of ex-singers who are now dead. Um, we are going to delve into um, dispersal of children. Actually, you know what? Shut up, DiCarlo. We're not going to discuss that at all. We're going to discuss what I want to discuss, and that is the outfit, Double J, of one Angelina Love. Do you check out the outfit on the beautiful people tonight? Angelina Love and and the rest of the beautiful people are looking oh so fine, and as you very um, eloquently illustrated, I was talking to our internet producer, the one and only Internet Dave. One and only. Turned around. Put your hand down. Come on. <laughs> turned around. <laughs> All hail King Booker. <laughs> All hail Internet Dave. Nah, it doesn't, doesn't have the same it effect. It doesn't have the same effect. But I, I'm talking Internet Dave, and I turn around, and boom, there it is. I could, oh, keep going. And there, we, there it was, Double J, the Kaziff 
of one Angelina Love. And, and I was totally distracted of what I was going to say to you and to David at the time. But I must say, having seen uh, the beautiful people up at the PWA 7th anniversary show in Edmonton a couple of weeks ago, that the girls are looking oh so sweet tonight. They do look rather good. And um, before we go any further... I just want to say that uh, I believe I picked Tara to retain this title tonight. It's all about the predictions with you, isn't it? Well, it is, because if you know anything about Sunday Night Showdown, of course, the WrestleView VIP, which I have become a part of in the last several months. Uh, How did that happen? Well, oh. when, you're, when you're that good, people just call you, okay? It's just, that's just the way it works. No, 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 tell the truth. They sent you money. No. It's badly no Mr. Money. money on the mic. Well, it is because I'm Mr. Right. Money on the mic. But you always help out your friends and trade out of good friends of mine. But, uh, yeah, as most of you know, we've been doing this prediction thing for a while now. And um, the last prediction game, I, I actually came out pretty well. So uh, I think that I'm going to... I'm, I'm, going, I'm going for a full sweep tonight. I, everything I predicted is going to happen, I guarantee All right, well, actually, the last pay-per-view, your, your prediction game, got a little bit better. I remember two pay-per-views ago, it was rather dubious. It, it was, it was. But things have picked up. Have you noticed that Tara's spider is a little bit hairy tonight? Uh, thank you for that. Have you noticed uh, that? <laughs> Drum roll, please. Yeah, yes. Pervert alert, it's Mark the Shark DiCarlo. Rim shot, if you will. Wow. Yes. All right, don't forget, once again, um, Ustreamers, and for people in general, uh, apparently Ustream's chat is not working perfectly. It's them, it's not us. And and hopefully they'll uh, they'll take care of that pretty soon. But it looks pretty and good in the chat right now. Yeah, you feel free to to talk because you should be have the ability to. We got about forty five people in the chat room right now, which is fantastic. So keep keep talking. And the live audience here at the International Studios of Sunday Night Showdown is is terrific tonight. We'd like to welcome everybody that has joined us live. Our first ever live in studio crowd here at the International Studios of Sunday Night Showdown. Make sure to, you guys keep it down over there. We have many many uh, important technical issues dealing with those right now. So uh, to the crowd, yes. Your inducement of deep-fried Mars bars will be coming your way a little bit later on tonight. In the meantime, quiet over there. Wow, did you hit your head on the way in today? I mean... I, I, I'm, I'm off the wagon. I, I've started to drink alcohol again. Did, did the wife knock your ass out today or something? Like, what no, I'm fine. Thank you. Wow. I, do I have ghosts in my house? But even more important... Much us, I'm thinking. Even more important... It's, it's, yep. it's not just that, but even more important than any of that, check out the T-Bar and what Angelina loved, ladies and gentlemen. No, Jay Leto is not here tonight, unfortunately, but Thank God. we hope to get him here eventually back. But uh, don't forget... Uh, I have to fire you before I come back. You know that, right? <laughs> Jay Leto? <laughs> Jay Leto. Anyway, he's, 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 you know... Uh, there's no title to put up, but he's just uh, kind of relenting till I fire you. It's an ultimatum thing. Is, is Jay Leto the tag team partner of P. P. Dave? P. P. Diddy? Talk amongst yourselves. It's oh, hot. The Jello Jiggler by. Uh, <laughs> Jello Jiggler. By. <laughs> Anyways, as I was. Uh, by Tara there, and she missed. As it. I was saying to uh, uh, Double J a little bit earlier on this week, uh, certainly the. The women's division on TNA Wrestling Internet, Dave, has really escalated over the last little while, of course, with the inception of uh, Tara, the ex-WWE Victoria. The recently signed, and of course she debuted this, this last Thursday on Impact. I speak none other than uh, what most female wrestling uh, aficionados and fans would know her as that being Sarah Stock, a Canadian actor. Yes, absolutely. Um, who wrestled for a long time in Mexico, now in TNA as Sarita. And her opponent this last uh, Thursday night on Impact, uh, um, equally a, a very accomplished female wrestler, now going under the name of Melissa Flash. Of course, the, the famous uh, cheerleader Melissa. Cheerleader uh, Melissa, yep. Uh, long long career in, in professional wrestling and uh, both uh, Sarita and uh, Melissa Flash had an outstanding match. Yeah, they did. Um, they really did. Melissa Flash Melissa on Flash. Oh, Angel on uh, on Impact and uh, maybe it was the sh match of the night, but here we go with a quick somewhat 
suspect finish. And there you have it once again, ladies and gentlemen. Angelina Love, your TNA knockout champion. A bit of a... Because uh, Tara put her, her leg on the rope, she did. but the referee couldn't see it from his angle. Well, in Slick Watts, you're, you're right, Dave. He was behind, which I'm sure is where Slick would like to be, but he was behind um, Angelina Love, and he could not see at all that Tara's foot was on the rope. He did administer the three count and award the TNA... Uh, Women's Championship belt back to Angelina Love. Wow. Well, we'll have to see what Slick. We'll have to see what Slick Johnson decides here. This is absolute bullshit. Oh! And Tara gives a uh, an unceremonious stiff kick right to the chin of Slick Johnson, and she's going to put uh, Angelina up in the widow's peak. And slaps it on her like oh, nobody's that, business. That's the best finish in wrestling, men's or women's. Absolutely it is. I sense a big uh, uh, fine and or suspension for uh, Tara for doing that to uh, Slick Johnson. Well, and so much for the, the refer referee reversing the decision. But yeah, no, uh, Raisha Saeed, also known as Alyssa Flash, uh, you would think that they would have made a slight change to her eye makeup to maybe not completely give it away. Uh, but uh, no, Alyssa Flash and uh, Sarita had a fantastic match, and it looked really good. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing. And, and Harmony will discuss that more in depth when she comes on tonight, as okay. she wanted yep. to talk about it. Sure. And oh no, Tara has exposed her hairy spider. Oh no, and it's on Slick Johnson. And I don't think Slick's liking this at all. Probably not. Well, you know what? I, I have major problems with this. Why do you put a championship belt on somebody and then take it back off of them uh, like that, just that quick? That's fucking ridiculous. I, I don't understand it at all. I, you know, I said this months ago. When she was going to make her debut, I said she should chase it for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Rather than get it, lose it again, and now chase it again. This is stupid. Be that's because her, her getting it... And now losing it absolutely loses all, you know, viable credibility and, me and momentum uh, altogether. Well, but then again, altogether. then again, it gives TNA a chance to put a title on somebody that came from the WWE, which is which is obviously something that they love to do, and that's what they did. They put it on her for what a week. Now it's gone. Two weeks, yeah. Angelina yeah. Love, your champion again, in a division that I think is really good. But we'll we'll discuss the knockout division a little bit later because I know Harmony's got some things she was unable to talk about this week on uh, Divas on Demand as it was very Mickey James heavy as usual. Uh, but she will be talking about that right here on Sunday Night Showdown, her open forum. So speaking of Mickey James and losing. Um, usually around mid-show, we have a uh, a regular visitor in the chat room, Double J. ESPN Radio is the power Andy Knowles, who, for those listeners that, that either didn't know or don't remember, your wife and the power Andy Knowles had, had a very big bet that happened that... Andy Knowles happened to lose, and therefore he will be on this very show next week uh, to coincide with our broadcast with the uh, next WWE pay-per-view, which is, of course is Night of Champions, and um, can't wait. I, I understand your wife is, is through the course of the week going to be surfing the internet and, and finding the, the best recipe she can to have for next Sunday's show to coincide with Night of Champions for Mr. Knowles, and I believe she's going to be serving up a nice, big piece of humble pie for Andy Knowles. Well, you know, we do, uh, we are supposed to have Andy Knowles scheduled for um, Night of Champions next week. Uh, however, just like in professional wrestling. What do you mean, however? Do I just like in professional wrestling. I'm not backpedaling anything. No, I don't mean you, I mean him. No, I'm not saying he's backpedaling anything either. But just like in professional wrestling cards, card is subject to change. We are expecting him next week, but there's a possibility that might not happen. So we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Okay. As right now, Jeremy Borash backstage with Kurt Angle. And I was wondering... Or is that Kurt's father? I was wondering why Kurt was doing all this stuff. But if you think about it, he is filming an MMA movie, which brings me to my next point. 
there was breaking news that broke this past week. Kurt Angle suffered a groin injury on the set of his latest movie. Not Somebody pulled his groin? I believe they did. And so, I'm trying to figure out exactly how he's going to be able, in ring shape tonight, to defend this title against Mick Foley. Granted, it's Foley, and I don't expect those two to really work a, a long match. I'm sticking by my prediction that I made on WrestleView on Thursday night. Which was? Bobby Lashley debuts tonight. He comes in, he spears Kurt Angle, Foley gets the win, becomes the TNA World Heavyweight Champion, and there you go. Well, and once again, as I mentioned earlier in the week, every time you, you come up with your very, very good fantasy booking, uh, no matter what it is, TNA, WWE, it, it seems to, to mark the shark to Carlo that every time you do, it is absolutely way more interesting than the line of booking that we've been fed by the uh, powers that be at TNA and their booking uh, committee and certainly in WWE. But having said that, uh, the scenario which you lay out, Double J, with, uh, with Lashley being, becoming involved certainly uh, is, is very enticing and very interesting should it actually happen. And, and not only that, but um, further to the um, Kurt Angle having a pulled groin, which he which he uh, got on the set of the MMA uh, uh, shoot this week. They took him off uh, their last three house shows of the week to give him some rest. So he's probably going to be fine for tonight. Tape it up, get out there. And as you mentioned, shouldn't be a, a very uh, physical, or it might be a very physical match with Mick Foley. Well, the one thing I like about Kurt Angle, uh, you know, he is a guy that's always been one of my favorites in this business. The thing I like about Curtis, he's a true professional. He'll go out there, and it doesn't matter if he's banged up. He'll go out there and, and put everything he has into it. So kudos to that. Uh, I just don't really you know. know. a few muscle relaxants and to prevent uh, an illicit doctor, and well, boom, send you out there. Well, let's not forget, he did win a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. He did. Okay? He did. And if you don't, if you didn't, if you don't think he did, then ask him. He'll, he'll tell you. Yes. Many times. But like I said, I'm not really sure how that match is going to progress tonight. I'm going out on a limb, making that prediction. I think that that will be the perfect way to bring Bobby Lashley in to have him feud with the main event mafia. And have Foley go over again. Exactly. Yeah. It, takes, it takes the belt off the main event mafia, puts it back into the hands of Mick Foley. And of course it was Mick Foley that, that gave you your nickname. No, no, he didn't give me the nickname. He called you the Gigolo. He did used to call yes. me the Gigolo. Yes. That was a long time ago, back right. when I was a Gigolo. You know. When you were a Gigolo. Those days are gone. Dead and gone. Dead and gone. Dead and buried. You know, as we, as we watch the, uh, the entrance of the blueprint, Matt Morgan, it, I have a very important question for you, Double J, and that's that on the pay-per-view tonight, we've got two giants wrestling, two relatively small Yet very, very accomplished wrestlers, of course. The Blueprint, Matt Morgan, to face off with uh, the former fallen angel, Christopher Daniels, now simply known as Daniels. And a little bit later on, Big Sexy Kevin Nash will go up against the phenomenal AJ Styles. And both of these matches, I don't know for you guys, but for me seem to be pretty intriguing as to whether or not the two younger and... Obviously, way more accomplished wrestlers, although Matt Morgan and Kevin Nash have been in the business for, for quite some time. But it'll be interesting to me, and I'm sure to you guys as well, to see if Daniels and Styles can carry Morgan and Nash to good matches. Well, you know what? I think that AJ Styles is going to have a great match with Kevin Nash. And before I get into that subject, uh, back to what I was talking about before, I think the main event mafia... With the exception of the world title match tonight, I think they're going to clean house. I think Booker and Steiner are taking the tag titles. Really? I think Nash, that would be considered an upset. I think Nash is taking the uh, the Legends title from AJ because let's face it, the title means jack shit in this business. It was a title that Booker T brought in. AJ Styles is so good and so established and so ready for that main event push that he should have always had that should have never been taken from him. And this is a way to get this title off of uh, AJ Styles, possibly cause some friction in the main event mafia between Booker and Nash, and you know basically let AJ ascend to the top of the, of the card. I think that's where he needs to be. But I think that the power lies with the main event mafia tonight, with the exception of the one title that they need, Kurt Angle loses tonight. No doubt about it. 
Well, and Dave, you, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago on this very show that pretty soon that TNA might be like WCW used to be and that every heel on the show is going to be in the main event mafia. We're not far from that right now. Well, yeah, I mean, the issue that was, was brought up uh, several times is that could the main event mafia turn into the New World Order? I mean, you even recall it on the uh, Monday Night Wars DVD that we talked about on the Doghouse a couple weeks ago where even guys were talk- that were being interviewed saying, yeah, the NWO was a novel concept, but at the beginning of, of every Nitro, you'd see seven limos pull up and 60 guys get out, get out. So it just didn't become realistic. I think they have this minimum requirement of being a world champion that up to this point that may or may not still be true, but I don't think it's going to be every heel in the in the company. But the interesting part for of impact for me was how when Kurt Angle and and Mick Foley were chatting at the beginning of the show, it was more about whoever won this world title match was going to control the entire company. And obviously, as we saw with Kurt Angle's promo just a few minutes ago, he wanted to talk about that they had to win every title to be in complete control. I don't know. I mean, Jeff Jarrett's still the owner. It, it To me, it doesn't mean a whole lot. But, I mean, I guess that's what it takes to attract people to, to watch the show. But, I mean, I, I can't really foresee any scenario where the Mafia takes over similar to NWO Nitro that we saw for, for one night and one night only about 12, 13 years ago. Well, you know, it's a valid point. When you think of the NWO... Obviously, you look at the main event mafia, and Sands, Kurt Angle, the rest of them are NWO members, with the exception of Booker, who wasn't NWO in WCW, right? But he was in the WWE version, yes, of course, yes. So that there's not really much. Even Sting was a member of the NWO at one point in time. The Wolfpack. Well, maybe. well, just still the NWO. He was the NWO Sting, a different guy, but yes, no. he was part of the Wolfpack with Nash. And Conan and Savage. Ah, I forgot about that. So technically, yeah, he was. He was. Yes. But there was an NWO Sting. Yes. Yes, Our, there was. Cobra. Cobra. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Jeff Farmer. <laughs> I interviewed him back in the day. You know Jeff that? Far- the farmer, Jeff Farmer. Actually, he has been portraying the NWO Sting in uh, in uh, Spain lately on that new wrestling uh, promotion that, of course, the Ultimate Warrior and Orlando Jordan fought the famous match on. Correct. But yeah. No, the NWO Sting, Jeff Farmer, has been. <laughs> working in Europe as a wrestler. He's a good guy. He just never really got a good break. You can't blame him for that. No. And, and many people for a long time thought that NWO Sting was... Uh, was was No, anyways, we won't go there. But uh, listen, <laughs> I really think... Thought he was better than the original Sting? Yes, yes. That, that uh, later on, the, the much-anticipated match between the Icon Sting and the Samoan Submission Machine... Samoan Submission Machine... Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. A little bit Sofa later Joe. on. Sofa Joe. Sofa King With Joe. With that lazy boy tattoo on his that, ass. That's right. All right. Sofa King. Great. And on the side of his face... Um, oh, look at this. Daniels with a, with a moonsault from the top. BME. To the outside on, uh, on Matt Morgan. This has been a very good match so far. But i got to think that in this particular match, Matt Morgan needs this win more than, say, Daniels does. Absolutely, and I think that's what's exactly going to happen. But later on, I'm, I'm, I'm very much anticipating the, the Samoa Joe... Uh, sting match for the simple fact that TNA on their website TNAWrestling.com has all week long had right to the right of Samoa Joe's head the FTW logo of none other than 1Z Taz and is that a dead giveaway or what that we're going to be seeing the TNA debut of the former ECW heavyweight champion Taz this evening just like you mentioned we were off the air that when Booker T was making his debut debut on TNA they had Huffman stenciled on a brick wall but just maybe Shark just maybe Internet Dave maybe they're going to swerve us tonight we're thinking it's Taz but in all actuality it could be Taz's cousin Chris Chetty that would be shitty. <laughs> Chris that would, Chetty? That would be shitty. Reliving the Taz gimmick as only he can do. And it'll be Chris Chetty, not Taz. Think about it. With it's good booking. With Simon Diamond and C.W. Anderson. Why not? Okay. 
And you know what? I don't buy it for a second. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I think that we see the debut of the uh, of the Taz Mission Machine Taz on this very pay-per-view tonight. And what else? Were, I mean, surprises galore tonight. Uh, speculated Su- surprises galore. Dave, you hold up the, the sheet of doom. Yes, I do. Uh, let me just... Uh, interject here a couple of things. Uh, we know Dixie. Don't point that pencil at me and say interject. We know Dixie Carter's listening, and I guess she's listening. Absolutely, she is. All right, because her and Vince listen every show. Uh, we're not showing the pay per view live because that would be illegal streaming. Plus, why would we spend money to show it off live for free to anyone else? Okay, let's make this and simple, Dave. Just say it like this. What did he just say? Please? We are providing. Please interpret. Discussion about it, but not showing it live on video. Hey, you don't need to go so in depth. We need to have a tape disclaimer. So every week, Dave, or every time we're on, you can just hit the button and, and we can and you can have a nice music bed. Yeah, that maybe could be your little project this week. Yes, right? and the, the the we are not showing it live. Or reproducing it in any way, shape, or form. Maybe we'll put it into the into the the hot music bed. Dave, you could do that. Oh yeah, I know you can. Um, In addition, uh, chatters, uh, you streamers, you should be able to to chat if you want to put in your name. Just type slash Nick space whatever you want your name to be, and we'll uh, make sure that that. Uh, you streamers can chat if they can't I have no idea why I'll have to email you stream and, and talk to them next week and find out uh, why that is and see if we can get yeah that'll work Dave fixed. I, I vote for for that as well um, one one mention and of course you, you all know that uh, Mark DeShuck Carlo follows pro wrestling in uh, in Mexico very closely and for Latino 718 um, who is just divulge the fact that there is a plan in the works on behalf of uh, a AAA Lucha Libre Wrestling in Mexico to run a four-way match between Jack Evans, Ted Hart, Chessman, and Charlie Manson with uh, uh, hair being on the line in a hair match on their next pay-per-view. In fact, Latino 718, you are absolutely correct. And it should be interesting to see. Um, AAA has been so interesting this last little while. They had the unfortunate situation whereby they couldn't run shows um, for a few weeks due to the uh, swine flu uh, epidemic in Mexico. Now we know it as the N1H1 virus. Is that when Vicky Guerrero was visiting for... uh for something down in Mexico. And that's right, and, and hence the, the whole gimmick and story of the, the whole swine thing, and it was very funny when Santino Morella did the... Uh, I still wanted to see the swine flu, uh, swine flu frog splash. Say that, say that again. Yeah. Yeah. Swine flu frog splash. All right, well, let's, uh, let's go over the extent of the card here tonight. Uh, Angelina Love defeated Tara with the referee not noticing... Tara's leg was on the, was on the rope. Uh, Morgan Daniels match number two. Curtain Actually, let me correct you on something, Dave. She didn't win the match because Tara's leg was on the rope. She was screwed, and this title is being held up. I am contesting it. I am putting the women's title. I'm holding it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not Andy Knowles. Continue. Has the legal department here in Sunday Night Showdown been notified of your disclaimer? No, they have not. Continue on, Dave. Sorry to interrupt you. All right. Uh, Abyss and Dr. Stevie. I don't think you're sorry at all. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, Jenna and Charmel. British Invasion in 3D. Jenna and Charmel. I forgot about that. Kevin Nash and AJ Styles. Steiner and Booker and Beer Money. Sting and Joe. Angle and Foley. And that's your nine matches for tonight. Action frickin' packed on TNA's Victory Road, Double J. Absolutely it is. As, uh, right now, Chris Daniels has the advantage. He has Matt Morgan on his back. Looks like he might be attempting here to go to the top with Matt Morgan. Ain't going to happen as Morgan is now back in control. This has been a very, very good match. Morgan with a uh, fallaway slam. Shades of Razor Ramon, the bad guy Chico. Something bad happened to my gold, Chico. Something bad is it going to happen to you? And it's funny but you mentioned that because uh, uh, a very good friend of our former show, one uh, Rick Titan. He's actually an original of that show, yes. mind you. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, An original host. I, I saw him this last Who knew? I saw him this last week. and uh, uh, he's still sit- selling houses? He's selling. He's doing well. He's doing well. He looks like a million bucks and about uh, uh, 60 pounds lighter than probably the last time you all saw him. So he uh, could probably actually fit in the Razor Ramon tights that he actually purchased <laughs> exactly. from Scott Hall. Yes. I remember that story. He actually purchased them and couldn't even get his leg in one of the tights he because was he was so up. big. When yeah. He came back from uh, from uh, uh, Japan. Uh, it wasn't New Japan he was in. He was in uh, another big hardcore promotion uh, in Japan. And uh, when he came back, he was rather large. Oh, yeah. Of course he was. Yeah. Yeah. But no... Uh, uh, Rick Titan looking very good, and he says hello to all of his uh, uh, fans out there. And uh, uh, this oh. match is definitely, you know, you, you rarely see a match. Elevator. He wins clean wow. with the elevator. Matt clean. Morgan looks at the wrist, says it's time, delivers the elevator. One, two, three. Daniels is out. And as is usually the case, guys, in any Daniels match, very, very good from the opening bell to the closing bell. And uh, uh, kudos to both uh, Matt Morgan and uh, and Daniels for uh, a job and a match well done. Absolutely. I mean, very good match. I'm just noticing the tattoo on the back of... Um, Matt Morgan has he had that done recently I guess I haven't been paying attention well to Matt actually Morgan. it's it's a work in progress if you will and it's uh, been ongoing for a number of months and it's rather large and it's still not finished obviously and, and it looks like it's going to be a Brock Lesnar-esque tattoo correct now, now speaking of, of wackiness Dr. Stevie and Daphne now being interviewed by your favorite interviewer in professional wrestling, the one and only Jeremy Boring, uh, Jeremy Borash. I think you said it right the first time. I think so. Good old JB. And uh, you know what? I'm just about ready for this whole Dr. Stevie abyss. It's got to end tonight. It has to. Absolutely. It's got to end. Well, every time we think there's a blow-off uh, match, it blows on. Or some would say it just blows. Well, I just I love how this is like. Yeah, you've been counseling me for years. So was he counseling him when he was still wrestling in the WWE? I mean, how did that work exactly? Because email. I would love to know email. how that worked. Yeah. Well, well, don't forget that uh, Abyss shouldn't even be here tonight because apparently he's turned down multiple offers from World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, yeah, we were going to bring that up later, but you do bring up a good point. The fact that Abyss, in a recent interview, said that he's been offered a WWE contract uh, three or four times. Okay, now, here's the question I want to pose to Abyss. Why the fuck didn't you take the offer? Really? And actually make some money. Go for three years. Who cares if they bury you? You make good fucking money. And TNA will gladly take you back. Absolutely, because you've been in WWE and, and you've got a name. Hell, I wish you, you'd have been the champion on your return. And I'm still, I'm still not down with the whole scenario whereby Abyss talks. I'm not done with that at all. I don't it's like it. It's just like when Kane started talking. I thought, oh, it's cool. He's like, suck it. Suck <laughs> it. He started talking, and he wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. Didn't like it at all. I fucking couldn't stand and, it. And I, I just now noticed the, I don't know whether it's the hair or the goatee or, or what, but, but without the mask, I, I've just... It just dawned on me there's a striking resemblance between Abyss, Dave, mm-hmm. and Double J. <laughs> that that same kind what of the fuck? that same kind of kind of big forehead, you know, just waiting for another another slash by an errant razor blade. Uh, the, the only thing missing is the mask, and maybe for Halloween, we'll, we'll get Double J a uh, um, an Abyss mask. Well, apparently, according to Drunken Zealot in the chat room. Uh, they uh, they put Abyss in a mask because he looks too much like Paul White in real life. <laughs> a striking resemblance to Paul White. Ah, okay, why? Has Drunken Zealot, or is it Zealot? Zealot. Thank you. Has he seen Abyss without his mask? Maybe Zealot? There are a couple of photos around if you, if you look for them. I mean, you have a pretty good idea of what he looks like. I'm, I mean, if you really need to know what his nose and his cheekbones look like, then, then there are photos around uh, all over the Internet. Oh, he's worked with him uh, in the Independence in New Jersey. Well, well thank, thank you, you very for, much. Thank you for the information, and uh, thanks for, uh, for, uh, <coughs> for giving us some, some, uh, some great information. And for the record, 
No, I don't look like the big show. No, he definitely Shark, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Bring it on, brother. We're about to have a match right here in the fucking living room. That's it. Clear it. Clear it. All right, I guess it is time for this and Stevie Richards. No, no, no. I think we're going to do this one. We will have a first blood match. Well, you know, Adam and Trey just had a last man standing match. Oh, yeah, yeah, but wasn't the stipulation with that it was no wrestling, it was just drinking? No, it was an actual match. Really? Yeah. No, wow. the, the drinking contest is going to be between Trey and Harmony whenever uh, oh, Trey and Adam really? can get their asses across the border well, you know and hang I, out with us for a night. I've only heard about the alcoholic intake prowess of the Trey dog, but I've never experienced it. I've only heard about it. But I have experienced firsthand <laughs> the the enabling alcoholic intake abilities of Mrs. Double J Harmony, and you know what? She can drink anybody I know, including you, Double J, except for one night that I saw under the table at any given moment. Oh my God, Clements is making his way down. <laughs> Jason Clements is coming out of the bus. Oh my God! No wonder he couldn't be on the show tonight. Oh, I just want to say something in the chat room. Uh, Crelly, JJ versus the chat room, and the chat room goes over clean. No, sir, the chat room does not because I will have my leg on the computer. Ah, nice. Well, nobody, we, nobody goes over clean on Double J except Mrs. Jackson. Guys, I, I got to see this drinking contest. Trey, Adam, JJ, and uh, and Harmony, uh, four-way dance. For the record, call it. we did outdrink them the last time we were there. Whether they want to admit that or oh, not. Oh, it was a tag team match. In the tag team match. What, well, you know what? As the Trey official, and JSK against you and Harmony? As the official non-drinker of Sunday Night Showdown, I offer my services to whenever that match is consummated to referee it. The non-drinker? And i got to be there. Oh, that's right. You're just the guy with the bar. Yeah, of course. You're the non-drinker. And, and i got, right. and I got to take a video camera to to, uh, to do the post-game interviews. And that's Abyss right. is wearing all black tonight. Shades of I, almost the original attire. Actually, is that his old shirt? It is. It is. It's all it white old Stevie shirt. Richards against all black Abyss. No, that's his old blue shirt that's all ripped up and got holes in it. That's the one he went to the flaming table with, isn't it? Yes. And, and, and Dr. Stevie has that telescopic uh, nightstick or whatever you want to refer to it, and he's waylaying uh, Abyss with it. And referee Rudy Charles has obviously made his uh, triumphant return to TM, TNA after apparently... That's not Rudy Charles. It's not Rudy Charles. No. You're right. You're Rudy right. Charles has been let go. Yeah, he he was let go. That's 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 right. And he got the hell beat out of him by uh, by uh, Samoa Joe. I read that this past he week on Impact. He obviously pissed off the wrong person. Yeah, that's for sure. Rudy Charles was there from the beginning. He. He yeah, was, he was. He, he was, was their first original. ever uh, hired employee. Or, uh, excuse me, first ever hired referee. And, and what was the excuse they gave for letting Rudy Charles go? I mean, was there any... I don't think even on their own website they said anything. We just wish him well. I was just wondering if maybe they were selling t-shirts illegally or... Oh, merchandise or... You know, a la the Hebner? Rudy know? had been hanging out with the Hebner twins. Well, possibly. You never wow. know in this business. <laughs> and I re- I re- I'm really liking Dr. Stevie's gimmick tonight. He looks like a... Uh, um, orderly. Orderly. <laughs> I need a sponge bath. Well, he, he Come change my bedpan, Stevie. He looks like kind of like a hippie dentist. Now, he looks like an orderly, Holmes. All right. Ever been referred to as Holmes before? <laughs> Hey, Holmes! What's up? What's happening, Holmes? Is Santo still in the chat room, a.k.a. the Mexican New Jack? Santo, if you're there, Did you hear the away. promo? Speaking of of Mexicans and, and promos, did you hear the promo that Homicide cut this week on yeah. Impact? I swear to God, if you closed your eyes, it was the second coming of Eddie Guerrero. I'm glad you brought that up, because that was a good point that I wanted to bring up tonight. I wanted to talk about how I did watch Impact this week. What? I did. Wow. Is that I, the I first time you watch Impact ever? Actually, no. No, I've been watching the show. I've been uh, PVRing and, and watching it at my leisure. I did catch it uh, on Thursday night. And I'll say this. I, I was rather impressed. I mean, the suicide taking on the machine guns, basically, you know, where he beat Saban and then he got jumped and they tried to unmask him and then... 
Who comes out to help him? Well, none other than Homicide. Prominent member of the LAX and the holder of the Feaster Fired briefcase for the X Division Championship. Now, here was the funny thing. Upon seeing Suicide laid out in the ring, Homicide says, Hmm... I'm going to cash in my Money in the Bank briefcase. Oh, I'm sorry, I mean my, my Feaster Fired briefcase. Freudian Either way, it's the same damn thing. Right. So, they have the match. Homicide versus Suicide. And thanks to Genocide, who came in and made the save, Homicide is your new X Division champion. And then Sabu came in and, and smoked everyone. <laughs> that's not a bit. For stealing <laughs> his lines. That's right. Because he's right. the homicidal, genocidal, suicidal. Right. And, and you know what? And then Ted Hart showed up and sat in the crowd. Anyway. I haven't heard you do that, that bit in a long time. That's because you beat the shit out of me every time I do it. <laughs> but for this, it worked. That worked. It and worked. then Ted Hart showed up and smoked everyone. That didn't. You're I fired. <laughs> Yeah, if you've been a longtime fan of the show, you know the story of that gimmick. I'm sorry. To everyone who just heard that, my apologies. As Abyss right now, really taking it to orderly Stevie Richards, because he doesn't look like a doctor. He looks like a fucking orderly. Yeah, well, he looks like a bedpan cleaner. Well, I'm telling you, I'm just waiting to see a sign. Stevie, come change my bedpan. <laughs> I pissed on Stevie Richards. There you go. Dr. Stevie, professional therapist. Thank oh, God. Man, these Orlando people are... Thank God they've gotten a bit out of that stupid-looking jumpsuit. <laughs> well, this isn't much better, but, I mean, it is original yes. gear for Abyss. It, it's interesting to see uh, the uh, the crowds at, in Orlando... The interesting people they let in through the front door. And, well, you know, the and impact and zone. And get to be in the front row. The impact zone is one of those places where weird things happen. You have all these random people that are there in Orlando at Universal Studios. They just come in. Most of them don't even watch TNA. It's like, hey, there's wrestling going on here. Oh, that's awesome, man. It, it was kind of like. Uh, I know this is a ro- local reference shark, but kind of like when Stampede Wrestling would be at uh, Alberta Rodeos, and it's like, hey, here's another activity for you to watch. Oh, as they uh, cut the hell open of, uh, or paint blood on the face of Stevie Richards. Oh, wow. That he's either really busted open or no, really No, he's painted. really busted open. Yikes. Yes, Dave, I remember the the one year that we did Stampede Wrestling out at the uh, Rockyford Rodeo, and uh, people were given, oh, the, there. Yeah. given the choice of having to pick between bull bu- busting and bronco riding and calf roping and professional wrestling, and I, needless to say, they outdrew us three to one. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that was the deal that Stu Hart had, was that for years and years and years, the Stampede Wrestling appeared at all the small-town rodeos and county fairs and stuff. Um, and the big blow-off for the summer was when they had their wrestling show at the Stampede. And, unfortunately, for well, 20 years, at least, that I can remember, they, they have not had that show at the Stampede. And that was Stampede Wrestling's biggest show of the year. I'll never forget yeah, and Nick Bockwinkle and Andre the Giant. Uh, and for years and years, that was Stu's biggest show of the year, was at the Stampede. But the Stampede does not want that anymore. No. Because Family there's entertainment. animals in what used to be Victoria Pavilion. The pavilion was... Actually, I was there for all ten days. The pavilion was empty. Nothing, there you go. Nothing got used, so... Who knows? I just wanted I mean, to without, say... Sorry, without Stu, it just... Anyway. No, without Stu, Stampede was... Uh, yeah, we won't go there. Um, I just want to bring up something in the chat room. Latino718 asks um, what we thought about Brian Pillman being a part of the Hart Foundation, and if he were still alive today, what kind of an impact would he have? And I'll start this one off. I think that he was an excellent uh, placement in the Hart Foundation. One of the best talents this business has ever seen was Brian Pillman. However, unfortunately... In what was it, 1995, he had a horrendous accident where he rolled his uh, his Hummer at the time and destroyed his ankle. And he was never the same after that. The flying Brian Pillman that was infamous in WCW, that was Our one of the greatest, yep. not only mat technicians, but high flyers in professional wrestling, would never be the same. And I think in the end, that's one of the contributing factors to his death because he couldn't perform at the level 
that he wanted to. And when they signed him with WWE in 1996, um, I thought that he was going to be a world champion, and I thought he was going to be uh, rivaling Shawn Michaels in that federation. But unfortunately, you know, dreams just don't play out sometimes, and accidents happen, and, and bad things do happen to good people. And unfortunately, Brian Pillman, uh, I don't think he would be a part of Legacy today. I, I just... If he were still alive, I, I just don't. I think he'd be retired. I think he'd be commentating, or he'd do he'd do something behind the scenes, or maybe an ROH. Yeah, I, I just I don't think he would have lasted much longer. He was he was in such bad shape with that ankle. He was just yeah. he couldn't cope I'll, with I'll life on the road. I'll tell you two quick things about Brian Pillman. One is that he played a perfect role in in the Heart Foundation as uh, the interviewer comes to attack Daphne here on the outside. But um, he, if you imagine, the original plan for the Hart Dynasty was Harry, TJ, Natty, Ted, and Jack Evans. And Jack Evans or Tyson Kidd would be playing the Brian Pillman role to a, to a T. And Shark, um, I know, we know that you know you, that you knew Brian Pillman very, very well, but if you guys can find that Brian Pillman DVD anywhere... Pick it up and watch it. Hold it on for a second. up on that thought here. The double J back to the pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, just one second. We'll go right back to you, Dave. Stevie Richards had the stun gun, was about to hit Abyss with the stun gun. He runs toward Abyss, who hits the black hole slam on Stevie Richards. He's now picking up Uh-oh. the stun gun. Stevie is laying prone in the middle of the ring. And the crowd's going in absolutely insane. Absolutely he is. As he's going towards Stevie. Shock his ass. And it's time. Is he going to shock him in the head? Right in the head. In the neck. I think he's going... Oh. Oh, right in the chest. And look at the, look at the, the cheesy ass smoke coming out. That's awesome. <laughs> so awesomely cheesy, One, but it's two, bad. Three. I give an 8.9 to that match. Oh. Outstanding. That was a great, great gimmick. That's about a 1983 WWE or about a 19... 19- 97 ECW kind of match. Actually, you know what? It reminded me of the Chamber of Horrors match where Abdullah the Butcher got put in the electric chair and they shocked him. One of my favorite moments in the history of WCW. Or Abby getting shocked. Or as Hunter Golden would talk about all the crazy matches they used to have in the Memphis Territory. Right. But uh, you know what? Like I said, that DVD of Brian Pillman is absolutely must buy. You have to get it. The documentary was absolutely fantastic. And Shark, why don't you get into some Well, I, I didn't know you guys were going to be bringing up the Brian Pillman scenario, but given the fact that a certain uh, uh, entertainer passed away at the age of 50 this last week, or two weeks ago now, that I can only equate the, the whole... Brian Pillman, broken ankle, never was the same, got addicted to painkillers severely to the Michael Jackson scenario. But um, Brian Pillman was one of the modern-day talents of professional wrestling. He he certainly did a fantastic job uh, when he first got signed by Stu Hart, and actually it was Bruce Hart that signed him, when he his football playing days with not only the Cincinnati Bengals, but the Calgary Stampeders um, finished, and, and he did a fantastic job, and arguably, for a number of years in Stampede Wrestling, was the most over babyface in the whole promotion, and... If Brian Pillman was alive today, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Double J, given the fact of how he performed in the ring. Uh, I I hasten to say I, I really don't think that he would be wrestling today. The the uh, the miles and miles of high spots that uh, that he did over the years certainly would have caught up to him, and I, I really don't think that he'd be wrestling today. Although I, I really think that he'd probably be involved in some capacity with pro wrestling, whether it was on a broadcast or, or, or not. No, I agree. And with that being said, we're going to come back here in just a few moments. We're going to take our first commercial break, almost an hour in. So, yeah, we definitely need a commercial break at this point. Yeah, we were on fire, I must say. We were, we were on fire. That was an excellent first segment. Yeah, and hold those thoughts because we'll come right back and jump right into it as Mick Foley is uh, having a chat with Beer Money in the back. We'll be right back with your continuing coverage of TNA right here on Sunday Night Showdown. There's no fire that shows 
14. A TNA game? You want some of this? Bring it.
welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown, continuing pay-per-view coverage of Victory Road. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. How's it sound, motherfuckers? I love that commercial. I absolutely love the Samuel L. Jackson bit that Dave Chappelle used to do on the Chappelle Show. Dave Chappelle is one of the funniest people on the face of God's green earth. And uh, why they didn't have him have him, Dave, on the George Carlin tribute show last night, I don't know. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if they really interacted all that much. Probably but. not. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I thought that would be an appropriate commercial, considering that the match going on right now is Team 3D and the British Invasion. And I could just see British, uh, or excuse me, Brutus Magnus saying, "He fucking ate me. Bubba tried to fucking eat me. I'm Brutus Magnus. He tried to fucking eat me." Brutus Magnus, uh, very, very good lately uh, on TNA. I, I love the whole uh, wrist thing a la Stephen Regal or William Regal or whatever Regal he happens to be this week. Doug Williams, a long-time excellent wrestler in Britain on uh, um, All-Star Wrestling out there. And, uh, uh, of course, the uh, steroid-induced, oh, pardon me, they don't have wellness uh, in TNA, do they? No. No, not no really. Wellness. And the, the jacked-up steroid monkey that they have as their uh, bodyguard on the outside. He's got all the personality of a dead flea, but uh, he's, got, <laughs> he's got his uh, his position in the uh, British invasion solidified. But uh, Brutus Magnus, uh, Double J lately, doing an outstanding job in TNA, I think. Well, you know, an excellent question here. Dustin D-Man actually says, at least they don't have Brutus Magnus looking like a gladiator anymore. But why call him Brutus Magnus? Why not call him just Magnus? I mean, that was Like Daniels. Better. Well, exactly. Or Kazarian. Brutus Magnus, I think, is some Roman gladiator. Right. I don't think it's some English guy. And no, Crelly, I'm not ripping on the English. I'm just saying Brutus Magnus probably feels like Bubba and Devon are going to eat him. I mean, look at the size of those guys. They're obviously on no wellness. Bubba looks like he's intaking the cheeseburgers very well these days. <laughs> and he, he made fun of Brutus's little uh, wrist uh, wrist uh, gimmick twinkle and uh, and gave him the little wrist uh, twinkle before he gave him the bionic elbow. Interesting, Bruce Magnus doesn't have his wrist tape. I don't think I've ever seen a wrestler not have his wrist tape. I've seen wrestlers. I've seen several wrestlers on, I've seen, without their wrist tape. I've seen wrestlers appear on programs where they don't even get into the ring and have their wrist tape. Well, immediately after the next break, we're going to make uh, do our own little taping here on, on Sunday Night Showdown where I'm going to go into my uh, my car, Dave, and whip out the hockey bag, get a whole big <laughs> roll of silver hockey tape, and, and tape your mouth shut. Right. <laughs> That would be interesting to see, to say the least. But I mean, uh, British Invasion certainly is a solid team here. In Wake up the gimp. I just think that it would be better if maybe when Team 3D comes out, they have like a little fat Albert sound. It's Is brother Devon? Well, if Devon was any bigger, he could do Fat Albert on his own. Curly, if I was looking for a train wreck, I'd have you call in, brother. Uh, well, he's got just kidding, Holmes. Well, there, there's some hostilities happening in the chat room tonight. He's got his spot on the best damn Tom Van Stone show. Oh, I'm just giving Kelly hell. He, he knows. He knows. I don't mean anything by it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, just to review what we've already seen and what's still to come: Angelina Love over Tara to regain the knockout championship. Matt Morgan over Chris Daniels. Abyss over Dr. Stevie. And this is the fourth match: uh, British Invasion and Team 3D. Still to come. Jenna Maraska and Charmel. Wow, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Kevin Nash and AJ Styles. Steiner and Booker against Beer Money. Sting and Joe. Angle and Foley. And, and Dave, you forgot to give on the recap of the uh, Tara Angelina love match. Oh. That right after the finish, Tara exposed her hairy spider. To the referee, no less, Slick Johnson. Say what? Well, we'll have to I'm go sorry, off. I was reading the chat room. All right. Well, my apologies, guys. Uh, I ha <laughs> I have a question here, pertinent sure. to this match. For many weeks on end now, the IWGP belt reference to both the Motor City Machine Guns and um, Team 3D goes unspoken, other than the fact that they have the belts. And I really think that they could be playing up this whole angle a lot better in in promoting the fact that maybe. 
when both of them might be in New Japan Pro Wrestling again, maybe that there is an exchange program that we might see some wrestlers from New Japan Pro Wrestling. But Double J, they they just they make no reference to it whatsoever, other than the fact that they have the IWGP belts. Well, exactly, and I said this on WNL on Thursday. I don't see any other outcome in this match other than Team 3D retaining those titles. They're not TNA's titles. They're New Japan's titles. Yeah, and, and New Japan would never recognize the title change if, if it did, in fact, happen tonight. And I think that it would le- lend a hell of a lot more um, credence and, and believability to the whole they are the IWGP tag team titleists if, in fact, two New Japan Pro Wrestling wrestlers and a tag team from NJPW was brought into TNA to feud with Team 3D, maybe Masahiro Chono, maybe uh, Great Sasaki. That would be huge. You know, like, take two of the main heel guys from the New Japan Pro Wrestling promotion and work a program, or at least bring them over for a couple of weeks and, and, and really have have some uh, uh, some good matches, but uh, I couldn't agree more. There's no way in hell that uh, Team 3D is going to drop those belts to the British Invasion. No, and I think my record so far, I've missed one. Of the, this is the fourth Terran match. Terran Angelina. Terran Angelina has been the only match that I've been wrong on. I, I picked I picked Abyss over Stevie. So so far, I'm just what one for three. Well, I think that we should three find a uh, two out of three. Whatever. You, you're two out of three correct. <laughs> I think that we should find some some booking house in Las Vegas that takes bets on pro wrestling. Yeah, they, they take bets on predetermined outcomes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or if you work for TNA or WWE, you but in my you defense, lower money. In my defense, Charles Barkley wanted said one day that he wanted to bet on pro wrestling, and he couldn't find any bookies in Las Vegas to take the bet. In my defense, I'm sure that TNA booked this show 10 minutes before they went on the air and decided what the finishes were going to be. Well, the problem with this match is that if it hadn't been for the IWGP Championships, you'd have no idea who was going to win. It could be very competitive. But as soon as they put the belts on the line, you knew 3D was going to get the victory. Of course, we've seen Stranger Things. Uh, Ric Flair dropped his belt in New Zealand about 25 years ago, and it's not recognized in the 16-time uh, championship. He, he dropped it and then got it back like the night after, and that's not recognized. So we could see something like that, but the odds are very low. Well, now here's the thing, though. It, that's, that's a good point. But on live pay-per-view, IWGP championship, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Well, even... Well, and after we all three expounded on that very issue, watch them drop the straps. Well, don't forget that uh, Team 3D is selling their 22 Yeah, Dutch is in the back saying, okay, they're going to drop the straps tonight. Sunday Night Showdown. Fuck Chodo, Chodo. Fuck Chodo. Drop the straps. We're, we're fuck, fuck them. We're going to fucking drop the straps right here. Because we know they're listening. Well, apparently, just like every other radio show out there that says that everybody listens to them, I guess we'll go ahead and take credit for it, too. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck them all. They listen to Sunday Night Showdown. They know that they're booking the show on everything that we've said. Fuck them. Well, you know, it's funny because, like, if you go all over the Internet, you can find, like, seven shows on Wednesday nights, eight shows on Tuesday nights, nine shows on Thursday nights, but we're the only one in the world in this time slot, and I think that's a pretty cool thing. That we know of. Well, then they're getting about a tenth of the audience where we are. Well... I don't claim to be the best show out there, but at least I can provide some entertaining content for our listeners, and that's all I really care about. Uh, they're setting up for the Wednesday! This spot is so you know, overdone. I, I'd like to see one time um, somebody pull the old... Remember when Bret Hart wore the chest protector and Bill Goldberg speared him in Toronto and then Bret took off the Toronto Maple Leafs jersey to reveal the chest protector? I'd like to one time, Double J and Internet Dave, see somebody wear a metal fucking jock strap and then when Bubba comes diving off the top rope, knocks himself out, and then the, the, the guy on the mat pulls out the metal jock strap to reveal the fact that he, that he knocked... Bubba out with his crotch. Now that is a money spot right there. <laughs> money spot or money shot? Fuck off, Mace. I'm <laughs> telling you right now, fuck off. 
I hear you, you bastard. What the hell? Who the hell is Mace? He's the Aussie. He's you guys are entertaining. That's the first. Yeah, a very good friend of the show. If you don't find us fucking entertaining, fuck off. Why don't you go play another shrimp on the barbie there, mate? And we'll talk about our pay-per-view. And you can fucking listen, all right? That's how it's going to be, right? All right. That's a Cockney England accent. I don't fucking care. He had a fucking cock in his mouth. What do you mean, Cockney? Oh, it's getting... Oh, oh 3D delivered to, um... Doug Williams. Doug Williams, Williams. thank yep. you. That's it. Victory. Wow. DNA. Who saw that one coming? I did. Very good match, though. Very not, good match. Not Mace. <laughs> Obviously not. Well, I, okay. I mean, no disrespect to Mace. Uh, welcome to the chat oh, room absolutely. here on Sunday well, Night. Who is this? Bashir? Oh, that's uh, Bashir and, and Kiyoshi. Uh, and Kiyoshi. Kiyoshi. That's right. Well, okay. Now, there's a great well, tag team, an, an oriental Japanese guy and a, an Arab guy. Well, he Who looked got this up. He looked like Muda, so I'm like, oh my God, Muda's here. Well, no. you know, I got to say, Muhammad Hassan looks good. He looks like he's lost a lot of weight. Obviously, he's he, off uh, his wellness. He's off his wellness. Yeah. You know, Sean Devari picking up the pieces of Muhammad Hassan. So, well, apparently, he's not even on in the business anymore. Well, and and did you guys read the fact that this week apparently WWE had made a major play to bring back Sean Devari, Muhammad Hassan, to WWE? Did you, did you hear that? Uh, I did hear about that. Yeah, and he parlayed it into a new contract with TNA. Well, you know, our guy. And oh. I think that table's about to be used. Well, on the Sheik. Now, I wanted to say this really quickly. Uh, maybe I'm wrong here, and obviously I'm not Australian, so I can't answer this question, but wasn't Australia founded by the British? Okay? Didn't they send all their criminals to Australia? So technically, isn't an Australian accent pretty much the same thing as a, a British accent? Very similar. Very similar, but not the same. And I digress. All right, guys, you've seen, pardon the interruption, you've seen, pardon the interruption, right, Shark? BTI. Right, absolutely, Tony and, and Mike every uh, weekday evening. Uh, Mike, 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 Mike Kornholer, Kornheiser, Kornholer, Kornheiser, Kornheiser and Wilbon. Yeah. What the fuck's a Kornhor? No. <laughs> it's, oh, anyway, boy. The guy's name is Mike Kornheiser. No, it's, no? Uh, it's Mike, Wil- Mike, Mike Wilbon. Mike Wilbon and Tony, and Tony